My mom died. Yeah. That's You're, all. Yeah. <laughs> I was really hoping you'd laugh at that because then I could. <laughs> yeah. That's where that was going was I, that you would laugh at my <laughs> hilarious joke, but I think you probably just saw it coming. <laughs> you fucking, you fucking, like. Last yeah. episode, you were laughing. Yeah. At my dying mom. Yeah. You were laughing at your dying mom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You just said my mom died and stared at me and I tried <laughs> not to laugh. And then you yelled at me for not laughing because your mom died. You bastard. Uh, nailed that one. Yeah. The, uh, I think the only thing that's humorous worth repeating over this, mm-hmm. uh, cause it's kind of the most traumatic thing <laughs> that most people go through. Yeah. Um, is like, a, so we'd said she'd not been well, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, we, like my dad and I went and set up the funeral arrangements and all that stuff. So we set up the funeral arrangements and we got back to his house and we were like, all right, we were just, that wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, blah, blah, blah. And the, uh, he was like, well, what would we have done if, if something happened to me and your mom was having to do that? And I was like, she wouldn't have been, it would have just been me Mm -hmm. dealing with it and i told him that my wife had brought that up like a few months ago like what if something happens to your dad before your mom and then my head just exploded at that moment like i'd (laughs) never thought of that possibility yeah and uh my dad goes well we dodged that bullet and then we (laughs) high-fived in the middle of the kitchen just (laughs) oh that's awesome just being well aware that it was terrible yeah, so. that's that's the fun part of having a dark sense of humor is that it really helps you through the shittiest parts of your life. Right after that, we went to like the cemetery so he could like pick out which, you know, <laughs> six foot by three foot space <laughs> that he would leave his wife forever. Yeah. And uh, and and thus where he would be left right beside her. Right. Mm-hmm. And the guy at the cemetery was like this super old. He looked like he would be running a cemetery, yeah. basically. Right. He was a stereotype. And he uh, and he referenced like we were coming from this funeral home and with this is going to make him sound really clever. It was not. This was not a joke. This was sincere. OK. He said, yeah, they send me a lot of customers like referencing that specific funeral home. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, that is the funniest thing I've ever heard because he has no idea that he's making the funniest joke ever because <laughs> who the hell else is going to be sending him any customers. That- no one has ever left at the barber shop <laughs> and then strolled down to the cemetery to pick out a plot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's, that's my highlight from this week. Yay. My grandma had a heart attack. I win. You do. In both closeness of relation and severity of injury. Mm -hmm. Patting myself on the back. Thanks for that one, Mom. I really win. Uh, It's one contest you can win on this podcast. Yeah. Ouch. (laughs) Uh, It says things about me, like, because I think it's normal. Like, I don't think there's any wrong way to deal with any of that stuff. Never. But then I'll be like, oh, man, she never got to see the Maniac Cop remake. <laughs> I'm like, she didn't give a shit. She never saw Maniac Cop to begin with. But I'm all depressed that she didn't get to see the Maniac Cop remake because that's what would bother me. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, it wouldn't because you'd be dead. No, it wouldn't bother me. The The idea of missing it bothers me. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it bothers you now. Yeah. While you're still alive. And instead of living your life, you're worried about what if you die before Maniac Cop comes out. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds about right. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's pretty rational fears. Yeah. So, yeah, that fear of not seeing their Maniac Cop remake's probably been the most traumatic thing that's happened since we last talked. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, the other thing that I thought of, so I went to the fridge since I've been banned from drinking whiskey on the podcast. <laughs> that, to be fair, that was a self-inflicted ban. Yes, it I'm not, a very, that, it's a very soft ban. But yeah, yeah, it's good. it's it's an agreed it's been a good upon. For, it's been good for the podcast. <laughs> but I have a Smirnoff Ice, which is basically like it even looks like semen is how gay it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm I glad, just I'm glad you called it gay because my friend calls this queer beer. <laughs> so he's like, give me a queer beer. He can't it, handle regular beer. It is delightful though. Like I'm, yeah. it's, it's it's delightful. But I remember you and I drove to Denver mm-hmm. to go to a After concert. Our car broke down. <laughs> the car broke down an hour in. So yeah. we lost hours of that trip. But so we got to this bar like eight yeah. hours early. By the way, we drove to Denver to go to a bar yeah. to see a, like just like a dive bar to see a band that was probably playing near us at some point. <laughs> but it's like, want to go to Denver? Sure. <laughs> so that's what we did. Yeah. And uh, so we get there and I was the most basic of like I had been staunchly like I just don't drink. Mm-hmm. And I'd, I'd like dipped my toe into it with like wine coolers and this girl drink right because you were 13 smearing off ice yeah um so (laughs) so i think we're 21 at the time and we i didn't have the college thing like where i drank and i Mm -hmm. still don't really drink the only time i drink is when i'm doing this when i show up you're like ah fuck yeah (laughs) i have to make him funny somehow because he's not gonna do it yeah so i decided like well i'm gonna i'm in a bar of course i'm gonna drink and i went to yeah that makes sense yeah so i went up and i'm like i'm gonna drink like a smirnoff please and they like started to pour like because smirnoff makes actual hard liquor yeah and i was like whoa 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 no i don't want the little ones that look like semen <laughs> and and the bartender was like are you serious like he, you can see him trying to figure out if i'm fucking with him yeah and he realizes like this dude is not and he's no. like i th- i think i might have seen one back there <laughs> so it's like it's like a slide top fridge, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, a horizontal laying fridge. And I just see him like digging, like he's throwing <laughs> out like <laughs> there's real hollow... things that customers might actually buy. Yeah, exactly. To but he's dig like, down to the bottom. He's digging down to the bottom. And then there's like somebody's lunch that they'd forgotten about from months ago. <laughs> there's like Halloween candy in there. Mm-hmm. And then he pulls this thing out and he's like, uh, here you go. <laughs> and then I drank one. <laughs> and then the whole time you just, you just were asking me like, so why'd you get that? Like I don't, I don't know, cause it tastes. Why didn't you just get a pop? It's like I don't know. Why did you order a Pepsi instead of a Mountain Dew? Sometimes you want a Pepsi and sometimes you want a Mountain Dew. And like, there's a degree of truth to that because mm-hmm. well, I'm not gonna go to Walmart. That's a bad example. <laughs> I gotta go to Taco Bell <laughs> and get myself a Smirnoff Ice. Yeah. Uh, I'm also really upset that we are too young to have ever drank Zima. Because I feel like Zima would be in the same vein. I think I think Smirnoff Ice brought the Zima train back a little bit. Like Zima was like way down in the depths, and then Smirnoff Ice came out and like stole its thunder, and then I think it had a little rise again before it fell off. Mm. So there was there was a there was a brief window where it reopened, like Crystal Pepsi. Yeah, there was a brief that was window terrible. where it reopened. I tried that when it came Crystal back Pepsi's out. Crystal Pepsi so good. It was not. It was just like sugar water. Well, yeah, it's soda. But at least that has some uh, high fructose corn syrup to <laughs> really clog your grandma's arteries. Yeah. 
<laughs> to, to be fair to my question, I don't really understand alcohol. Like, if you're not, I don't understand drinking to not get drunk. To me, like, if you're going to drink, you're like, you want to get drunk, and that's fine. I don't understand the, like, I'm going to go home and have a beer. Or I'm gonna I'm gonna go to this place. I'm gonna have a beer with my meal or something. So in in all seriousness, like this past couple weeks that have, that in in real time, it's been a couple weeks because you yeah. were in California. I was I'm in sure California we'll get to for that. four weeks. Um, but to the podcast listeners, it was just last week. Yep. But uh, like, would have those moments where like I'm I'm getting shitty with the kids for no reason. I'm getting short with my wife, and and again, it's. I'm not making excuses for myself, but I think that's the same way that people deal with yeah. grief. Like it, it's going to happen. I'm going to be a dick at times. I'm not justifying it. It's right. just what's going to happen. <clears throat> but having a glass of whiskey and Coke, it's like happy juice. <laughs> it immediately just chilled me. Like like uh, other people get hitty and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> they get hitty. They get violent and yes. they beat their wives and stuff like that. I immediately just want to cuddle. So my wife's <laughs> like, like when we argue or something like that, or you know, like we're arguing about what's on TV. She's just like, you need to drink something. I think both because she knows it turns my dick into a floppy piece of spaghetti. So mm-hmm. there's no chance of it me trying to do anything. But also because I immediately become nicer. Nice. Yeah. It's win-win for her. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, you were in California. I was. How did I'm that... like somewhat tan. I went on hikes. What? I know, right? They're they're like their family are hikers. So. I'm imagining like there's dollies, like you can carry furniture up the stairs, like that's that like walks it up the stairs. Yeah. I'm I'm imagining you like standing <laughs> on one of those. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing that sucks about hikes, right? If let's say you're like downtown in a city and you're like I, there's this really cool restaurant that's like 10 blocks away. We're going to walk there. And you get about halfway and you're like, fuck this. I'm going to get an Uber. There's no Uber once you get halfway around a lake. <laughs> you just have to go around the other half of that lake. Yeah. Well, you could turn around and go back. But if you're already halfway. That was the joke. It was great. Try to keep up with me. <laughs> Coming fast and furious. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, hiking... It's weird. Uh, so they hike in nature because it's beautiful out there. But I'm too busy when I'm hiking. I'm too busy trying my best not to die <laughs> that I can't really appreciate what's around me. Because they're like, oh, look at the trees and the ferns. And I'm like, hee, <laughs> I didn't know. I thought you were referencing like not stepping on something and falling. And I was like, I don't think you're climbing up a mountain, but you're just referencing. I'm staring at my feet going oxygen. one step after the other. <laughs> Every journey begins with a single step. You're gonna, you're gonna make it. Your heart's not going to explode. You're just, you're gonna do it. So yeah, you're I just, had a lot of fun. You're just begging for like the sweet release of air conditioning. Yeah. Like, oh well, I mean, okay. So it's not they. I was in uh, the San Francisco Bay Area, a little like forty miles north or something, in a little town called Petaluma. Uh, they have the fog there comes in and then it takes away all the humidity. So it's it's there's it's not humid at all. It's like sixty degrees. It's fantastic. We step off the plane in Chicago, immediately hit with this like humid, like immediately walking through pudding kind of air, mm. and it's like oh fuck that the Midwest. Actually, Ugh, I'm back. <laughs> Thanks for the reminder. 
so how was the in-laws? Did that go okay? Um, We almost left a week and a half early because her mom... But other than that, it was okay, yeah. I guess. Did you guys have to try to have quiet sex so nobody heard? Uh, Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, And it was like, when she leaves, sex. But the quiet sex is fun, too. No clapper? No, no clapper. <laughs> uh, I'm going to find her mom and send her a link to that. <laughs> um, So you walked around a lake? I walked around a lake. Uh, I walked around... Okay, so you like you could just, living in Indiana, you're like, oh, we'll just go to these shops downtown, and you just walk, and it's flat and it's fine. Trying to walk two blocks, it goes straight up and then straight down, and it was that was like our test as we went on: is do we need to take a break in these two blocks? <laughs> so the first time we did it, we definitely took like two or three breaks. <laughs> By the end of the trip, we were going up and down it. I like, she was doing a lot better than I was. Were but... you were you rolling down the hill, <laughs> <laughs> like like the kid from Hook? Like you just yeah. you, you just popped your hips out of place. Yeah, I just stuck one foot up, the other foot up. Just, somehow didn't fall. Just, and just rolled. rolled down. Yep. Yeah. So it was fun. Went on hikes. Saw like gorgeous mountain scenery. It was. Yeah. If her mom wasn't there, I'd totally be there. Can I, she is. Can I ask you a question that comes from a sincere place? Sure. That is not meant insulting, because this is for a sincere place from me. Okay. The plane. Mm-hmm. How did you fly coach? I flew, I flew first class. Oh, you flew first class. Let me tell you guys, I've flown first class every time I've flown, which is twice. <laughs> Okay, so let me tell you a little something. I've flown first class on Delta, and it's nice. You get a meal and a towel and sometimes a cookie. It's nice. Flying first class on Virgin, like, the the leg, the legs go up, the seat goes back. You can lie basically flat. You're in the front of the plane. You're like the first ones on the plane and you're bored in the front. You get a drink while your girlfriend goes back to coach and she's just like eyeballing you. And you're like, yeah, that's right. So what determined the first class ticket? Uh, my fat ass. That's where I was going with that because I was trying yeah, to was, size I up. Would, there was no way I would fit back there. I was trying to size up if you were going to have to do the double seat or the single seat. Because <laughs> no. I would be having that question for myself as well. Yeah. So, yeah, it's – I. I fit comfortably into first class, uh, but I was definitely, my ass was on both armrests, like hitting the sides of them, and I had to have a seatbelt extender, but. That was going to be my second question. Yeah. Because both times, three times, however many times I've flown, a handful of times, Mm -hmm. I've been good, and I don't know, because my weight's fluctuated so much, I don't know where I was at during those times. Yeah, exactly. I need to look back and find pictures to try to like. See if I'm standing beside a dollar to try to do the (laughs) to try to do the math for exactly what weight I was at those given times. Right. So, yeah. So she just glared at you. Walked back. You didn't even spring to pay for her difference for her ticket. No. Why? I I don't know. Because you claim to be a gentleman. I paid for the entire rest of the trip, basically. (laughs) So, a month in California turns out it's pretty expensive. Oh, I can't imagine. Yeah, uh, so we spent, we 
we were in Petaluma. We spent four days. We went down to uh, this little place called Monterey. It's like a little peninsula there, um, south of San Francisco. And two nights in a hotel room plus a rental car was like six or seven hundred bucks right there. And then we went to the Monterey Bay Aquarium, which is on the hundred bucks. And so it was expensive for like an Indianian Hoosier like me. <laughs> Someone who knows about their state and calls themselves an Indianian. Uh, but, yeah. It, I, I'm not going to say it wasn't worth it. That was, like, my favorite part of the trip was going down to Monterey. Because you got away from your... Yeah. But also, yeah, the aquarium. Yeah, I was going to say your mother-in-law, but not quite. No, not quite. That, that's the easiest thing to say. Yeah. Um, so it would be safe to say that you had a better time at the lake than a lot of other people. Hmm. I smell a segue. <laughs> I love how whenever we have good segues, we have to ruin them by talking about the segue. Well, we can't have something genuinely good on this podcast. <laughs> no. That would be insincere yeah. and, and questionable. <laughs> um, so Friday the 13th, one, two, three, and remake in 09. Mm-hmm. You can see why I wanted to do all four of them together, hopefully. Sure. That sounded insincere. <laughs> Let's start with number one, Justin. I mean, we wa- I watched the first three, and they were kind of the same movie. I don't know. I guess it's there's context. It's the evolution of Jason. Anyway, first movie. Yes. Synopsis. Uh, a bunch of camp counselors are uh, opening up a camp uh, in 1980. Be- it's the first time they're reopening because there was a tragic accident in 57, 58, or 57, and then a murder in 58, and a fire in 62. And so it's 1980, and they're going to reopen, and then they all get murdered, basically. That's the synopsis. Awesome. Overall thoughts? Uh, it It was better than I expected for, like, what, I don't know. Jason is this iconic figure, right? Mm-hmm. And knowing, you know, existing in pop culture and having this uh, iconic figure and everything and growing up with the stigma of I'm a pussy so I don't watch any of these and they're all bad because they're all bad. Uh, it was, it was you could tell it wasn't the best movie. It was cheap and sometimes incompetent. But it had just this charm, I felt like, throughout the whole thing. So the director-producer, Sean Cunningham, Mm -hmm. made the movie by calling up another producer and said, hey, uh, let's rip off Halloween. Oh, all right. That's that's the way that it was made. Like, So mixed. (laughs) Like, everything you're saying, I think everybody would agree with. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I think the thing about all of these films, uh, in my opinion, the Friday the 13th, is that when people think about them, like they talk about how much they love them. And I think they make like a clip reel in their head of 12 movies Mm -hmm. and they combine them all into one. Yeah. (laughs) And they're like, he's the best. He's awesome. And I'm like, you got to sit drudge through a lot of shit in every movie (laughs) to get to anything good. And then those things are small. Like I still enjoy them. Don't get me wrong, but there's a lot to trudge through in every single one of these movies, man, in order to get to anything good. So, yeah, let's dive in. Friday the 13th. Uh, Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. Yeah. So it's Kevin Bacon. 
It is. There's no one else in the movie, so that doesn't help with the six degrees, <laughs> a six degrees game. But uh, yeah, I didn't know. This had, I, I don't know. This had to be before Footloose, right? There's no reason he would do this yeah, after no. Footloose. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, and he is probably one of the most iconic deaths in the in the series. So iconic that they do it again in the third movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, which is like seeing it on anything other than like a degraded, shitty fifth generation VHS. You can <laughs> obviously see that it doesn't look great and it's so obvious how they did it. Mm-hmm. But that thing blew everyone's mind when that came out, man. Like this was genuinely jarring and scary and people were freaked out and thought they were killing him. Hmm. Which is crazy to think. Yeah. But people were genuinely upset like with that death in particular hmm, that's weird because it just seems so tame and like mundane nowadays what's well, the same thing we talked about maniac in that they had tons of like uh, mothers groups and women's rights advocates and stuff protesting the film because it was so terrible yeah um and now we live in the game of thrones world where shit happens all the time you should watch game of thrones Oh, you've not mentioned that a thousand <laughs> times. And then always thrown in the caveat, well, the first like 70 hours are going to no. be a chore no. and it's going to be really terrible. No. But if you just get to hour 71, that's, then that's it's all good. Everyone else says that to you. I think the first season is the best season. It's the most complete, tight season. And if you did not like that, if you didn't like it, then you probably won't. Like, if you don't, if you don't, if you're not hooked after, if you're not hooked after the first episode, then what are you doing? I guess? Oh, I do have a gift for you. What? Well, not a gift. I've given a lot of gifts. It's weird I've never been on the other end of that, actually. Yeah, that is weird. Um, So, uh, this whole podcast is predicated on the uh, the concept of me having you watch things. Yeah. I watched something that you told me to watch. Oh, what's that? I watched Rick and Morty. (gasps) You did? Mm Mm-hmm. What'd you think? I sold the (laughs) Blu-ray or DVD (laughs) pretty much immediately. I watched two episodes... And it was fucking terrible. I don't understand why. Wait, did you get to the the Nightmare on Elm Street parody? Yes. That wasn't even a parody. It was like... It's Scary Terry. Like, I was so thrilled at first. Like, because this, in theory, should be made for me. Like, I watched Lawnmower Dog, and I watched... Yeah, Scary Terry and Lawnmower Dog are in the same... It's the same episode? Yeah. So, and then I watched probably the pilot as well. Right. The pilot's a little rough because he... He burps way more in that than he does in the previous one, so it's a little, it's a little grating on the ears. Mm-hmm. Um, he kind of, as he goes on in the episodes, he kind of lessens that a little more. It's still, okay. a, it's still a character trait, but yeah. it's not literally every line. Um, and I didn't really like that, but the time that I decided, like watching the Lawnmower Dog episode, I was like, if I can't imagine, there's more of a cartoon that would be. There can't be another episode that would be more made for me than this one. So, like, if I didn't enjoy that episode, I'm not going to enjoy the rest. Like, where are my testicles, Summer? I did like the the Nightmare on Elm Street parody thing. Like, it didn't even feel like a parody. Like, I feel like Aww, I bitch. could mock it way more. But that's all he did is he just said "bitch" constantly. That's the point. I know, but you can come up with way more things to make fun of than that. The point was they were in, they were in the dream of a dream of a dream, like. This was the dream of a character that someone else was dreaming about. So that's why it's bad. Or no, this was the dream of the centaur. This was a centaur's dream. Scary Terry Don't only exists centaur. in a centaur's dream. Don't blame the centaur. 
<laughs> but I, I genuinely gave it a try. I did a blind buy for you, and I and I couldn't do it. I just, um, I don't think I do great with a lot of animated stuff because there are no limits. So it takes a lot to be able to impress me, like like being able to jump to some magical crazy thing. Mm-hmm doesn't impress me and this wasn't that guilty of it but something i really don't like is i think we've talked about this before the joke that something is random like Like the family guy like family guy Mm -hmm. and like a lot of the adult swim things turned into and might still be but i haven't watched it in 15 years yeah um and this had a degree of that but not a ton and i this was so long ago that i actually watched it um that i can't give you that much detail but i gave it a whirl because I really, like, as much as you talked about stuff, like, do you know how excited I was to watch something called Lawnmower Dog? <laughs> I mean, at work today, we spent literally 20 minutes just quoting Rick and Morty and watching Rick and Morty at work. Randomly. So, it's, I mean, it, yeah. I love Rick and Morty. It's great. It's the best animated series on television I wasn't trying to right take now. it away from you. But, like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm just saying. I still recommend it to the audience. You like very few things that aren't horror movies. So I feel like I I feel happy that you gave it a whirl. I did. A sincere try. Like I wanted to like it because yeah. I, I bought it, but no go. Because you spent money on it. Well, you know what I mean. Like I wouldn't have gone that far. Cheap. I w- <laughs> Bastard. Do you ever buy something hoping that you don't like it? <laughs> no. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, anyway. But um, I will buy movies based on what I think they are that they totally aren't. <laughs> uh, Friday the 13th. Ralph. Uh, Ralph is cra- fantastic. Crazy Ralph. Ralph is my favorite character in the first two movies. <laughs> he's great. He's way better in the first one than the second one. Because uh, the second one, he's just there to die. But Crazy Ralph. Just uh, Yeah. he's 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 kind of the caricature that all of these films end up having like this this definitely sets the formula for what becomes a slasher movie and a camp definitely a camp movie yeah which now that i'm thinking about it the third movie had a replacement for ralph but he's in it for five seconds yeah i figured he would come back but he doesn't hmm. um so the guy gets a ride oh wait no, that's the wrong one I watched these literally like starts, four weeks ago. Like you left yeah. for, you were on the plane to California and I was like, I should watch all these Friday the 13th because I'm going to remember them in, in vivid detail when we sit down four weeks later. I watched them over the last two days. <laughs> I got Go back from California and I watched them. <laughs> Go right ahead. Uh, so it starts off with Alice. Alice is hitchhiking. Uh, yeah. And, and the guy asked her immediately like, are all the girls as good looking as you are? Yeah. It's he, super creepy. Yeah. Uh, she doesn't know, she doesn't know how far away from town, uh, the, the lake is, but she knows when they miss a turn. (laughs) (laughs) Just so you can have that moment of, I think you missed the turn. (laughs) Oh shit, I'm going to die. Just so you can have that moment. They had to remind, they had to have her know where it was, but. Yeah, so you think you think she's going to be like the main character of the movie and then she gets murdered. It's like Psycho. That's not Alice. No, it's not Alice. That's Annie. Alice. Oh, Annie. Yeah. I even have Annie written. I may have said, I may have said Alice. I think you said it. 
but it's Annie. She's she's gonna do yes. the kitchen work. Yep. She's dead. Yeah, she dies. Um I don't remember this movie. They all they all <laughs> run together. Okay. Like totally. Uh I'm pretty sure they kill a real snake. They definitely kill a real snake. They definitely kill that's, a real snake. Yep. That's the thing that uh like they've said they've apologized for and things like that. But I get this is just some random movie made in the late seventies that they don't think is gonna amount to anything. Yeah. Which they more than make up for with how fake the snake is in the third movie. <laughs> the snake <laughs> that jumps out of that I, rabbit cage. I, I rewound it and paused it and then went through frame by frame to look at that wire because it wasn't you even can a wire. See, it was like, like a wire. It was like a pole. Yeah. It was just like a two inch piece of galvanized yeah, pole. It was a dowel rod that the thing was on as it jumped forward. It, it was pretty incredible. <laughs> they did. They were. That's. I like to think that they were trying to make amends. For, yeah. Yeah. They just made it double fake. Yeah, I was watching with my cousin, and that's and that's exactly what we both said. Uh, so two girls and a guy play strip Monopoly. Mm-hmm. I Monopoly is so tedious and so awful that I don't think even strip Monopoly would be fun. But the fact. That I was sold to build a bill of goods of strip monopoly, and then nobody gets naked. <laughs> Way worse. I decided that strip monopoly is worse than regular monopoly at that moment. Well, I feel like even knowing how monopoly works, you would all get naked like ten minutes into the game. Yeah, and then just be sitting there naked. There's nothing else to take off, <laughs> and even nudity. Like you scrutinize anybody's body long enough, and you're going to start to be getting bored. Yeah. Uh, also, she rolls. And it come it, the camera's on it, and it clearly comes up a one and a two. And she goes, "Oh, I got double sixes. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> if you're gonna write the script, the outcome into the script, don't film the dice, <laughs> film's, or or cut in. Film's expensive, man. They had to use every frame <laughs> that they that they did to get to that running time. Which I th- I find funny because that's the only one they wrote into the script. Because then like they see you see like three more dice rolls, and it's literally like, oh, I got eight. Oh, I got six. I'm going on. I, it's just funny <laughs> that one <laughs> dice roll. She's like, "Oh, double sixes." Nope, it was a one and a two. Um, so something that I I have a hard time with these is I can't differentiate between the characters once you start going through the films for the mm-hmm. most part, um, and that makes it difficult. So it, it's I've said before, slashers not my thing really, and I get these for what they are. I'm not gonna poop on them, um, but I can't. <laughs> I can't tell the difference between anybody. I think for the most part, with the exception of two, I think I generally had fun with these. Mm-hmm. The remakes are not that great, but I, I generally, I think I had fun with them for what they were. But yeah, I I, I definitely get your boredom with them. Yeah. Um, yeah, so everybody starts getting knocked off. Yeah. You, you talk about uh, the Kevin Bacon death. Mm-hmm. So he gets it on with like random girl, right? Mm-hmm. And they're laying there, and she has an arm across one boob, and his hand is just on the other boob. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh, that's a really awkward way to like not show nudity. Like no one would ever do that. Just like it wasn't like he was rested on; it was just like grabbing her boob. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just like, "Oh, well, they just they didn't want to have any nudity in this one. And then she like moves, and her boob's totally exposed. Like." Why is his hand on her boob? <laughs> that was an acting choice. Kevin Bacon was like, I really need to do this because I really feel like my character would just be cupping the boob right now. Uh, it was so weird. And somehow Kevin Bacon is getting thinner and more emaciated as he gets older. 
Yeah. Have you noticed that? Yeah, he's very gaunt. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's slowly becoming uh Kathy Griffin. <laughs> she is so gross, dude. I've always I was gonna go with Willem Dafoe, but I was I well now that you say that, Willem Dafoe and Kathy Griffin look very similar. <laughs> well, Willem Dafoe looks exactly like Tilda Swinton. <laughs> they have the same cheekbones. Oh, Kathy Griffin. Um, yeah, so everybody starts getting knocked off throughout the camp. Alice ends up confronting, the, or being able to confront the murderer. Mm-hmm. She, well, first she gets seemingly rescued. Yes, by an old lady. Yeah. Uh who then goes on to say that she's not there to rescue her. No. She attempts to murder her. She gets her head chopped off. Yeah. Uh, one th- one point I think that you prom- I don't know if you if you have it in your notes, but I definitely took notes. This is a movie where someone makes a purchase and they give money and change is received. I feel like you would be very excited about that. Touche. By the way, the guy standing in the background holding the broom okay. in that scene, which you would never remember, mm-hmm. is the guy in House of a Thousand Corpses that is running the shop with Sid Haig. They kill the guys that they walk in. Yeah. It's that guy. Huh. Irwin or Edwin something. True story. Boom. Learn to hear, folks. That side character, whose character I don't name from either movie or his real name, I don't know. <laughs> Same guy. Yeah. Uh, the the guy who's like in charge of everyone, he's gone away from the camp most of the thing. That's kind of the premise. <laughs> his his car broke down, and the diagnosis he said was that it must be too wet. Yeah. Because it's raining, he says. <laughs> also, he turns. He like He's on a perpendicular street. When it's not running, and then he gets in the cop car, and he's like, well, I'll take you back to the lake, and then they go not in the direction the the Jeep is facing. <laughs> but then he gets back, and he immediately gets a skew into Bowie. <laughs> I didn't even see it coming. <laughs> uh, you know how to make me feel better, Justin. <laughs> that was good. Thank you for that. Um, she gets her head chopped off. She gets her head chopped off and then, like Skeletor, shakes her fists at death <laughs> as her head is no longer on her body. <laughs> and she leaves the frame. <laughs> it's great. Uh, we get a jump scare of, after Alice pushes herself into the lake. Of a zombie child. Jason. Yes. Jumping a out of the lake. zombie child. It's 23 years later, and he's still a child. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's important to mention right now. If you're attempting to look for continuity and things (laughs) that make sense, you were barking up the wrong tree, my friend. (laughs) That's where you're going with this. You're going to be soily disappointed. Zombie child. Uh, And then they say they didn't find a boy in the lake. He must still be out there. Yeah. All right. That's the end of one. Yeah. Uh, Very, very iconic moments. I feel like the 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 head chopping off and obviously the the jump scare at the end. Had you seen those before? Uh, I I knew that it was Jason's mom, and I had seen the the boy coming up. Like that's that's one of those clips that's hard to get away from. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, they, I th- I felt like they were still effective, and I can just imagine how effective they were back in 1980. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Part two. Yeah. Immediately, a year later. Mm-hmm. 
part Alice, two. Alice ends up dying. Yeah. At the uh, hands of, of an it's adult. A year, it's a year later in our time, but it's five years later in the movie. Made a year later. It's made a year. Yeah, it's 1981 now. In, it's made in 1981. Yes. But they're in 1985. Mm-hmm. Because it's the future. Um, Alice meets her demise at the hands of a grown man. Mm-hmm. Um, when she's laying under the bed, there's some debate about this in the horror circles. So she's hiding under the bed, right? Alice? Yeah. Yeah, yes. okay. And there's a rat that runs over. Mm-hmm. Is that her pee or the rat's pee? That is her pee. Of course it's her pee, right? That's way too much pee to be yes. coming out of a rat. Yeah, there's like tons of people that argue that it's the rat. No. I don't know how that's possible. No. It seems pretty clear She cut. sees the rat and she's so freaked out that she might make a sound that she and she's scared that she pees. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Uh, Good. It's been settled here. <laughs> I, I never got how that was a debate. Yeah. The first five, by the way, this movie is like 84 minutes. The first five minutes are just the end of the first movie, mm-hmm. which seems to be a theme <laughs> throughout. Yeah, it's a running, running one. Um. So then we end up with a new group of kids, right? And uh, which is the same thing problem that I had with the burning mm-hmm. is I can't tell how old people are. Like there's like different different stages with how like some of them are like really in charge camp counselors, but then the other ones are just counselors, like right. they're li- the leaders. And I can't tell the age difference between any of these. At people. least this one, this is like a a school for counselors. Like, this is yeah. where counselors go to get training. But that's what I'm saying. I don't know who the teacher is and who's the student. Yeah. Yeah. Students um, become the master. They absolutely ramped up the sex factor in this one. Oh, yeah. Like, like that one girl mm-hmm. with the shorts. Uh, Nipple McGee, like, I call her. I usually, <laughs> like, I'm not an ogler, but holy shit, man. Yeah. Uh, at one point. She gets shot in the ass with a slingshot. Apparently, that's flirting. <laughs> Apparently, I've been doing it wrong my whole life. You need, you a need to BB get a slingshot gun. and shoot a random chick in the ass, <laughs> and then she will like you yes, and want to have sex with you. That's how that works. Um, but there's, yeah, this is. So you see the evolution of what would become the tropes and like what a Friday the Thirteenth movie is. Right. Well, that's set up, that's set up in the first one because. Uh, Jason drowns while camp counselors are having sex. Yes. And then that's in 57. In 58, she kills two camp counselors because they are having sex. Mm-hmm. Which surprised me that there was, wasn't was as much sex in the first one. But they, yeah, they definitely ramp up the, the sex in this one. And Absolutely. That's, and then, yeah. One of the finer teaching moments at this school for camp counselors is the guy tells everyone, contrary to popular opinion... Bears are dangerous. Right. And then he brings up... Uh, uh, this is a point I want to make, or a question I have. Maybe you're not the right person to answer. I but he feel brings, like I should get ready to be offended. He brings up bears and women's menstrual cycles? Yeah. Like, how long has that been a thing? Like, what is going... Like, why is that a thing? Is that a thing? Is that totally a thing, or is that just a, a funny thing that has just existed as a meme in pop culture for decades? I think that it is not true. I don't think that's really a thing, but I think people think it's a thing. So I think people sincerely are worried about that, 
They might just be wrong. So it's like, put your food in trees, bury your poo, and keep your house in order when you're on your menzies. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Sounds about right. Mm-hmm. It's a delicate ecosystem down there. Here's the problem, though. Yeah. If you're a woman and you could control your cycle, do you try to stay on your cycle to repel rawhead wrecks? Or do you try to not be on your cycle to avoid attracting bears? I don't think there are many bears in Ireland. So it depends on the geography is what yes. you're going to do right. with your if, menstrual if cycle. If in this Rawhead remake that may or may not happen, if that's like in, you know, northwestern United States, you're, you're fucked, you know. Um, by the way, I sent you this. I don't think we talked about it. I, Rawhead Rex, mm-hmm. 4K restoration. Yeah. Re-release in theaters, 4K Blu-ray. Wait, I don't. I didn't remember the re-release in theaters. Part. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's. What? I say some jokes. That's not a joke. What? That's a real thing, and I am so excited about it. How? How is that so, a thing? So so very excited How is about that it. A thing? So excited about it. You have no idea. Like it's not going to get a wide release. Don't, like I'm not going to. Is Riff Tracks doing it? Is it re-releasing theaters via no, Riff Tracks? No, it's a company called Kino Lorber that that finds these underrated, culturally significant classics. <laughs> yeah, culturally significant. <laughs> and and they they bring them to where they're going to go. Well, we should take Ben. <laughs> I, and then not see Pumpkinhead. If I can. <laughs> Pumpkinhead is playing in the next theater yeah. and we don't nope. go. No, we don't even let him know. <laughs> we go in, make him go watch yeah. Rawhead Rex again. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the, I love, as like a horror fan right now, the fact that that is happening. The fact that Rawhead <laughs> Rex is getting a 4K restoration, like that tells you how perfect of a time it is to be a fan right now. As a fan of really dumb things, I also appreciate <laughs> it. Because <laughs> that's a really dumb thing. It's awesome. I love it so much. Um, Speaking of dumb things, Ralph... He's back. Ralph is back. Not for long. No. He he gets like barbed wire garroted. Yeah. That doesn't seem pleasant. No. I would not be advocating that as a lifestyle choice. Mm-hmm. That sounds terrible. Yeah. Um, there's an uh, like a four minute scene where an old man sheriff chases Jason. And I loved it so much because he just keeps running after him and like pausing and taking breaks and things mm-hmm. i can't describe the reason why but just the fact that we just watched this old man because you don't even really see jason that much like he steps in mud puddles and things like that right and that's it right which i could not do because if my feet get wet my day is ruined Yeah, it's the worst it's the end you're done many you're of done. days i have left work to buy new socks so that i could have dry socks to wear throughout the rest of the day and then thrown away said wet socks hardcore you couldn't you're in their car just leave them in the car you just and, and then you mind. don't have to throw away the socks yeah but then they're like hot and stinky <laughs> that's what washing machines are for. no if i ever win the lottery or become wealthy like that's something i'm gonna splurge on is every day i will just put on a new pair of socks like when they're tight and like they're just mm-hmm. they're not too constrictive but they're just hugging it really good yeah yeah that's good the best new pairs of socks not loose yeah yeah I like it. 
there there's a real stylistic choice in this movie. That they say the R word at one point. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> but after each kill, there's like a weird flash to white. Uh, which is weird because Steve Miner directs the third one and he doesn't do that. So I don't know. It it just seemed it seemed jarring because it happens after Alice dies. We flash to white and we're in a completely new scene. And then it happens after Ralph dies, and we flash to white, and we're on a completely new day, right? Mm-hmm. But then it happens after the other kills, and we're, it flashes to scenes that are happening like right after that. And so it's stylistically confusing. Is this the hot dog one? Hot or is dog that three? One. Hot dog one. Yeah, this is this one, where there's the dog is barking at Jason, and then they yeah. cut to the hot dogs immediately. That's this one. So oh, I, f- I don't, so so it, I guess I didn't connect that. Yeah. So, like Jason, the dog, little dog, runs up to Jason and barks, and then right. immediately they cut muffin. to muffin, and then they immediately cut to hot dogs on the grill. Okay. Um, so it's jumping ahead a little, but you referenced Steve Miner directed both, mm-hmm. and the differences, which there's huge differences in direction here, and I think that it's because the third one, he was just totally preoccupied with the 3D thing. Like, he didn't pay attention to performances or anything else <laughs> other than than the 3D. I don't know. I find that weird because I, like, I enjoyed the third one a lot better. Yeah. I thought it was a better made movie. Really? Mm-hmm. I disagree. I think of everything that we watched, two is the best. Two was my absolute least favorite. I think two is like the meanest. Like sure. three starts to get goofy. One is just not that good overall. When when he machete, all right. So step back from the camp value of it and things like that. Just imagine you're watching this. He machetes a guy in a wheelchair in the head, and then he rolls backward down the steps. Yeah. See, to me, two had the worst plot, like the loosest plot, and also. I hated how they explained Jason's origin in one in one line at a bar, but yeah, to me it, it was just like here's sixty minutes of filler so that we can get to thirty minutes of chasing and killing, mm-hmm. whereas the rest were like here's sixty minutes of a story that's going to lead up to thirty minutes of chasing and killing. Okay, I can see that. Also, because uh, f- every single, all three of the originals have a jokester in them. Mm-hmm. This was by far the most annoying. Yeah, Ted. Opinion. Yeah, that was real dumb. He was real. He was real dumb and real bad. But he lived. He did because he stayed back at the yeah. There was bar. A, there's a like, whole group just stay at the bar. Yeah, half of these people live because they're drunkards. <laughs> You were asking for a reason to drink. Uh, I there, guess. there it is. Um, so Jason ends up popping up. He's been he's in his bag head phase right now. So everybody thinks of Jason. They mm-hmm. think hockey mask. Not right. for the first two movies. No. The, um, this movie had Chekhov's chainsaw. Uh, Ginny, like at that the cookout, she like saws a piece of wood mm-hmm. and then puts the chainsaw in. Like we definitely know where it is. And I'm like, if that chainsaw doesn't attack somebody at the end of this movie, I'm going to be really disappointed. <laughs> I was not disappointed. Um, 
Nipples McGee goes for a, a swim. Yes. She's like she's wearing this cutoff with <laughs> this the thing hardest gives nipples. you under boob. Like if she had more boobs, it would be there would be under boob there. But just the hardest nipples I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> just to, but the whole time. Yeah. Like you got to think they're doing multiple takes and everything. Just the whole time, the hardest nipples in every scene that she's wearing this thing. <laughs> I guess it was really cold. It really was a great movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, so some fun facts about this regarding the uh, the Jason uh, actors. Mm-hmm. So there's one guy credited with as playing Jason in this movie mm-hmm. named Warrington Gillette. So over the years, everything's kind of came out about what happened to the best that I can put everything together. This guy named Warrington Gillette was hired kind of said he was a stunt guy wasn't really that much of a stunt guy um he's the guy that you actually see wearing the ma- the mat uh wearing the makeup and playing the jason with that's unmasks yeah the the sloth jason yes sloth hey jason. you guys <laughs> so that's sloth jason and uh he did like the scene where he jumps through the window and then basically refused or couldn't or wouldn't do anything else because he was a giant pussy to do the rest of the the act acting and the stunts, he could take a notes some notes from Tom Cruise. So another guy named Steve Dash stepped in, and that's who you see pretty much playing him the rest of the time. Um, and I think that's pretty well out in the open now. But now, like when you go to conventions and stuff like that, Steve Dash always signs Steve Dash the real Jason. Nice. So there's some degree of bad blood there because he's not credited. Because yeah, why would he think he's making a sequel? To is like a stuntman or something? I uh, I would assume so. It's been a while since I sat through the entire credits of the 1981 movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I sat through the full credits of all these movies. Why? Marvel has trained me to think that there might be stuff. Cause <laughs> this, especially with these movies, because there is that jump scare at the yeah. end. You know, and there's never a complete resolution. It's true. And don't expect one. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> no, because there's yeah. not a complete explanation for Jason. Yeah. They're in the bar and they're getting drunk and uh Jenny is talking and she's like, I'm really free like you know, they say like uh he he w- he had seen his mom get beheaded and all this stuff and one line in the whole movie explains Jason and that's when she says, He'd be grown by now, wouldn't he? <laughs> It was 24 years ago that he drowned. Yeah. He would be grown. Yeah. He'd be 30. Except he was just a zombie child five years ago. Was he, though? Because they didn't say that that happened. That could have all been in Alice's head. You don't know that. Remember, they said that they drowned. They pulled the lake. They couldn't find anything. There was no boy there. Questions. Questions. You don't need answers. It all makes sense. When I lied, I lied before when I said uh, the chainsaw did not let me down. My last note here is chainsaw let down <laughs> because she does use it, but it's, she just like flails it at him and then he knocks it away and it's done. Yeah. So you're not, a, you're not as up on this movie as I am. I, w- I was not. This is my s- second favorite Friday the 13th movie. Wow. I think this was my third f- third favorite of the fourth four that you've yes, seen th- third favorite of the four i've seen <laughs> uh yeah 
Uh, I'm a fan. I like it. Uh, we also watch part three. Part three. The big one where Jason gets his masks. Yeah. I said we, masks. We, did, we didn't do synopsis of two, but it's the same. Yeah, there's Except nothing it's more a to school. Know. It's like a school for counselors instead yeah. of being the camp. Every Friday the 13th is the same. <laughs> synopsis for part three. See synopsis for one. Yeah. Well, this one takes place right after two. Mm-hmm. Whereas two was five years later. Uh <laughs> There's another group of people. You've right. got another annoying one. You have some attractive ladies. So where are where are they in this movie? I don't know because there's like kind of houses and because they're not on Crystal Lake. They're by like a river or something. Yeah, the geography of these get confusing. Um, but also, like this this movie takes place like right after, mm-hmm. basically. So there's no way they would let anybody near. They're not letting anybody near Camp Crystal Lake. They wouldn't let anybody near that school that just had all the murders. So is this is just Jason on the run? I think it's like a chain of lakes. So there's Camp Crystal Lake, then there's Part 3 Lake, and you can get them by accessing them through the same woods. Okay. And that's also where uh, Harold's... Uh, little shack that he freely eats from the goods is mm-hmm. is near this where's the weed grown the weed is grown down the road okay yeah good to know uh, so the biggest thing throughout part three is just because the the whole sales pitch is this is the 3d version right mm-hmm. <clears throat> everything is so obviously set up to be watching it in 3d is incredible like harold looks at the camera which is two cameras because it's in 3d right decides where he's going to poke the stick at and then pokes the stick while looking directly into the camera to make sure he's going straight forward at the camera. That's I watched, like one of the very first scenes. I watched this movie in 2D. I loved all of the dumb 3D moments. Oh, yeah, I watched it in 2D. It was it, They were all my favorite. I loved them all. <laughs> my, my favorite of my favorites was the yo-yo <laughs> because you're supposed to have the point the point of view of like the girl like laying on her laying back. on her back and so the point is that he's just dangling this yo-yo like in front of her face <laughs> and i'm like well no one would ever do that and then he hits her in the face with it <laughs> and then she's like stop come on this I had instead flash. of like you fucker you just hit me in the face with a goddamn yo-yo who the fuck has a yo-yo are you uh, or what are you eight years old come on there's a lot of child like adults in these like in every one of them mm-hmm. like even the ones that aren't supposed to be the annoying ones like the one had a slingshot and this kid has a yo-yo yeah um which that yo-yo thing gave me flashbacks of me smashing the basketball into my brother's <laughs> face when he was laying on his back because that's exactly what happened so two starts with alice dreaming about the events of one mm-hmm. and so we get cuts between alice and shots from the first movie and like a dream sequence one this one just straight up starts with the ending, plain and simple, shot for shot, of the second movie. And it's like 10 minutes mm-hmm. or something crazy. Like, <laughs> everything except the sloth jump, everything through the except the sloth window. Which, by the way, the part that differs before the title card is... Uh, he takes the machete out of his shoulder as he's getting up mm-hmm. and then like walks on because he's going to walk on. He had the machete in his shoulder when he jumped through the window. So, come on, guys. Continuity. Really. Jason doesn't even look like the same person. No. 
<laughs> it's so different. Uh, this movie was uh, written by other people. Uh, the first two movies had, they shared some writers, like uh, one of the writers from one continued on to two and wrote it with... Victor uh, Miller. Yeah. And wrote it with uh, Steve Miner. Mm-hmm. And then two totally new writers on, on this one. Uh, did so you catch he, the fish's name? So he's feeding a fish and he's... There are two fish. And he's eating... It's eat- an H and an O name, right? Nope. I only know one of them. But the one was named Lionel. And yeah, it's okay. because he had all of the train stuff around. I was just super proud that I got that, that reference. Mm. That was all. I just had to brag that I got it. <laughs> that that 30-year-old joke. I feel like the other one had an O name. I got so it. Too. Was it Lionel and Olivia? I don't know. I don't know. But Harold goes to the bathroom, so he goes to the outhouse, right? Yeah. Do people live like this? He, like, is shitting near sheet metal <laughs> with a curtain in front of him. Yeah. Like a giant-ass curtain. I'm sure some people do. So, but, but he's drinking in the bathroom, and I know that's a thing. And we've talked about my uh, my opposition to breathing through my mouth in the bathroom, to swallowing in the bathroom. So there mm-hmm. is no way I ever take anything to drink into the bathroom. Like you're calling it a bathroom, but it's the outside. Anywhere there is <laughs> fecal matter in the air, which is everywhere, should not know. <laughs> no, yeah, because. Like, I don't even want to open my eyes in the bathroom because I'm scared that, like, poop particles are going to get in my eyeballs. Like, I could not drink. Do you drink in the bathroom? Mm, I I don't really make it a rule not to, but I don't. I don't think I really do. Oh, it's so gross. Like, people will take, like, a beer in the shower or something. I've heard, like, I, yeah, I've heard shower beers oh, are all right. That's so gross. But I don't really get beer, so. That's gross. Uh, but, yeah, the beer is hidden. Like, the alcohol is hidden because... You know, the doctor is like, you need to watch your heart stuff. <laughs> That's the worst doctor ever. Yeah. And pretty annoying at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he he takes food, sinks food, and he has to hide his alcohol. That's what makes him a fully fleshed character, mm. you see. <laughs> <laughs> and his stick-poking abilities. Yeah, his mustache. Uh, so they get killed. Yeah, him and his... His weirdly young wife? Was yeah. that like a 30-year-old woman playing a 60-year-old? I, I don't think he was. I think they were both supposed to be like 30 or 40-year-olds. He was way older than that. He looked like he was in his 40s. Oh, I think like, it might just be because I'm getting closer to my 40s that I can't tell anymore. <laughs> That's not a joke. Like, I can't even tell. Yeah. I I don't know. Um, That we made our cast of characters. Which I can't differentiate almost anybody other than Shelly. <laughs> yeah. I like Shelly. Shelly is who I think they were trying to make, uh, what's his face be? Texas Chainsaw Massacre, your buddy. Mm-hmm. What's his name? Fifth, uh, starts with an F. Bum, bum, bum. Felix? No. No. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Fred Frederick? No. Finnegan? <laughs> Fezzik? Franklin. Franklin. You got yeah. it. Yeah. That was fun for our <laughs> listeners, right? I'm sure. Half of them either knew it and were cussing at us, <laughs> and the other half didn't care and were Fucking cussing at us. Fucking go on. It doesn't matter. 
um, yeah. So he's he was, he he's like the likable version. Yeah, he's supposed he, to be. He wasn't dorky. like a whiny "Hey, you guys" kind of bitch. He was more of a whiny, down on himself kind of bitch. Yeah. Um, so that guy brought his his entire life with him, which fit into a lunchbox. Oh yeah, he, I thought that was going to be like the, a MacGuffin, and we never see what's in there. Well, you got to see lots of things that were in there because I mean, I guess on this trip, props and stuff. he had to bring at least two masks, mm-hmm. uh, some a wetsuit, several different items that could like a wetsuit. I, I think that was just there. It was in his little tiny sack. <laughs> did he put the <laughs> he spear gun in there his too? Spear gun. <laughs> uh, what else did he have in there? He I had. Think that was just a round. They are near water. He had a. Uh, uh, like hatchet a hatchet to the, go the, over the, his head. That slid over, yeah. Lots of fake blood. Which, but it also had fake hair on there too. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it to was, match his own. It mm-hmm. was, that was his whole well made. That was his whole life in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, everybody loves Shelley. Yeah, Shelley is an entertainment lawyer now, <laughs> like big time entertainment lawyer. Hmm. And Shelley was found on the street juggling. They were literally like, "Look at that guy juggling. He's Shelley." Yeah, I think this was the only instance of a juggle-off in horror history. At least the first instance, probably. Mm, I think Insane Clown Posse were in a movie. Huh. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> I'm proud of that one. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I hate you. Is that like their entertainment normal name? Entertainment lawyer name? Like Juggle-off and Juggle-off? <laughs> it's a Jewish juggalo. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, racism why is that racism i don't know it wasn't racism i was referencing a last name i'm not a jew so i just (laughs) think no wait a minute that was more racist than what i said what the word jew yes it's all about context the word jew is not racist no but the context in which you just said it is if you say he's a jew that's not racist if you say oh he's a jew that's racist that's what you just said no, I said I'm not a Jew, so I anytime we mention You said it with a snarl and you were making a gesture to show that you didn't have a giant oh, yeah. nose. Yeah. That's <laughs> Yep. And you were <laughs> Why do you insist on making me seem more racist than I already am afraid that I am? You asshole. Oh. Um, yeah, he looked like one of those traitors in Star Trek Next Generation. All right. If Tom Brayer, he'd get that. <laughs> Tom's listening right now, like, slapping his knee. Uh, Tom, no, Caro- Tom Karosik's got a new album coming out very, very soon. Oh, we should plug it. Um, What's it called? I'm trying to. Let us know. Um, it is called Karosik. Are you sure about that? It's Karosik searching some sign of intelligence. It's got the word intel. It's a clever thing that has the word intelligence in it. I will have an answer for you next episode, <laughs> um, but that's coming up soon. It's a great plug. That's a I great plug for his I don't stuff. know if you can uh, pre-order or not yet, but Kurosik.com, uh, they do have a new album coming out. He's been working a lot on it. Uh, the Cohen over Cohen stuff's been on, put on the back burner, rightfully so, um, but uh, I've heard some of it, and it's it's the best thing he's done, which is really cool. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so when they go to pick up uh, Shelly's date, they're, they're all piled in this van. They go to pick up Shelly's date. And then they're like, oh my god, the van's on fire. Because there's all the smoke streaming out. <laughs> and it turns out it was two dope smokers. Ugh. And immediately I was like, were they supposed to be in the van? Or did they just wander in? <laughs> like, did they know they were in there? <laughs> uh, 
the because uh, in my head they just wandered in and it was great. But yeah, no, I think that they were their friends. Um, they end up getting back to the camping area, which isn't a campsite. Just a random like a farmhouse, something. Yeah, it had a barn. Yeah, it was kind of weird. Uh, and the guy's referencing how much hay he has to pull into the barn. Mm-hmm. That was not hay. That was very much straw. And I'm, my Indiana backwoodsness was just getting so annoyed because I hate people use that interchangeably. Mm-hmm. And it was absolutely straw. Those were straw bales. Those were straw bales. Hay bales. And he referenced so many times that he was doing straw. And he, then he was talking about how they have to pull it in like every winter, but they never use it. Like he yeah. said something like, or pull he it like, in every They buy it every year because he's going to buy a horse. But he's never bought a horse. Mm-hmm. Then where the fuck is the rest of this other <laughs> straw or hay, whatever it is? If they don't have never bought the horse, mm-hmm. where is it going? You know, a lot of people come by and like put it in their teeth. <laughs> you know, you would where, do that where, with straw. Where, where make you hats out of it because <laughs> it's obviously hay. You know, the old hay hat that you wear. <laughs> Keep out the sun. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, at one point, somebody says, "Leave Shelley alone. He doesn't know any better." Like they're treating him like he's handicapped or something. <laughs> And he's not. He's, well, he's just so, annoying. He's socially handicapped. Yeah, that might be true. He may be on the autism spectrum. <laughs> That's true. That's why you relate to him again. Yeah. He's, so much. He's my man. He's on the spectrum. <laughs> I could see that. Like, he's just trying to impress people, but he doesn't understand yeah. social faux pas. So, like, he's awkward. Like, he's he's already socially awkward. He's in this socially awkward situation of, uh, like, college-age students, college-student-aged people age college student person people <laughs> who he's just trying to conjugate all the words that I, he's saying i, I, I want to say all those words i just don't know how to put them in what order i'll edit it later so yeah. that you so everything ends up together so good. thank you that's good uh so like it's a blind date like it's like a blind weekend date with like one of her friends and so he's like trying to impress her and everything and uh, but he gets like real down on himself and is awkward. But they wind up going to a grocery store together where they get uh, roughed up by a biker gang. <laughs> <laughs> the weirdest biker gang. Yeah. Oh. Uh, in, this, in this place, I think you would also appreciate this. Uh, there's a transaction where no change is given. Mm-hmm. She, it was like 1850 and she hands her a 20. Uh, what if it leaves. was an 1850 bill? Yeah. But then, I'm like, I started writing my note. Oh, she didn't get change. But then he walks out and Shelly's like, hey, that was a 20. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, nope, got to change this note now. Got to change this note, make it positive. <laughs> Thanks, Shelly. <laughs> I will say that it probably is the first time that I've seen that. <laughs> the, uh, so, they're, they're dealing with these... Uh, uh, the biker gang, right? Mm-hmm. And Shelly ends up backing up and knocking over their things. They're in a bad situation that is of no fault of their own. Yes. And then Shelly makes it worse. And they break the glass on the windshield and they drive away in what is the most fake broken windshield ever. Okay. No? I I didn't. It didn't stand out to me. Oh, my God. You need, was I there need... like other glass behind it? 
No, it was just like the most stereotypical. Like if you were a child oh, drawing, bro- yes, if you were okay, a child gotcha. dr- drawing broken glass, that's yeah. what it would look like. They, that was it. It was just incredible. Like they had to have like. But this was ni- this was nineteen eighty six at this point, right? Nineteen eighty five. Glass broke different back then. You're right. No, Never but mind. it was. Is it before it's tempered glass though? Because glass does kind of break like that. Yeah, maybe. It's a crystalline structure, right? And so, uh, cleavage. When you hit it, like it breaks on the on the crystals, right? And so that's why you temper the glass so like it shatters. So in the next scene, there's the hippie like runs into one of the girls from off screen and scares her. And this is the same thing from Wishmaster, where the woman came from all the way across across to with a T with a T and the word across. Yeah. Um, like as an acrostic. <laughs> so so the same thing. The hippie dude had to have come from across the 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 park, the 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 field mm-hmm. and walk up to her and got super close to her face to say something and she was shocked because again, this is another example in movies where you can't see anything that's not in frame. Right. There was the same thing like a uh, uh Shelly scared somebody in a van earlier in the movie too. And they were shocked that he was in there. Yeah. Like after they walked, they, there's no way they could not have seen them. Like he literally yeah. would have been in the seat beside them. And then he, but he popped was off up. Frame. But then he was off frame. So he popped up and then they acted shocked that he was there. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, shocked. <laughs> With a T. With a T. <laughs> that he was there. S-H-O-K-T. Yeah. Shocked. I feel like as, as the movies progressed, they got more and more like jump scary and more and more like. Because in the second one, like, straight up, a cat jumps in the window. Yes. So I feel like they, they get more and more jump scary because it... And the, the vehicle's of, breaking down. Right. Every single one of them. And at least the second one they and the third one both, they were and setting it up the second one earlier. they set it up, though. They set it up That's with... That's good. Shit, yes. I appreciated that, that they were having car trouble the entire thing, and then when it didn't start when she needed it, I was like... Okay. As opposed to Thank three. Thank you, I get it. It's not just. Three ran out of gas after driving six feet onto a bridge. It ran out of gas because the biker gang took all the gas out because they were going to go burn yes. down the barn. Oh. Okay, maybe. I appreciate I mean, that they set that up, too. That's true. All right. But I'll then she just that. had a reserve tank and she flipped it <laughs> and like went on, except the bridge had already broken. I didn't. I guess that's a thing. I feel like I've seen that, but yeah, it's usually no, that's usually like in RVs. Thing. No, it's stuff. a thing. It's a thing. Um, there's a Tom Savini nod. Yeah, in the newspaper or yeah. the magazine. Yeah. Yeah, hot girls totally read Fangoria in hammocks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then die. Yeah. <laughs> the same way. <laughs> Tom Savini style, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not as high on this one as I think you are. I think you enjoyed this one the most. I did. I, I enjoyed, I mean, because. I think this is the worst made one. Maybe, but it it was, it was simultaneously I think campy and competent. Maybe not so much in the filmmaking, but definitely in the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really think Steve Miner was just trying to deal with these, with the three D stuff. That could very well be. But handing off to two new writers, I think, was really good. They breathe they breathe new life into it and. Uh, really iconicized jason so we skipped over a big part that's a big controversial thing in the horror community as well with part three okay the flashback scene that shows 
that the lead in this had possibly had an interaction with Jason earlier. Yes. Did Jason attempt to rape her? No, I don't think so. I think he totally did. Like, it's been a while, but like she references like how horrible it was. And like, he looked like he was like trying to pull her pants off and stuff like that. Like when he was grabbing her, like it didn't, it, it seemed to me it like was an was attack. Just... It wasn't like there's no weapons. So, but, but he stumbled upon her. Jason is usually like on the prowl. And this one, she just happened to be there, and he happened to be there, and like instinct kicked in, and he just, it. So it wasn't like he he had a purpose or a mission or anything, and I feel like that's why he was more stumbly. But to me, the, the it's like, uh, it's exactly like Ginny in two, in that he attacks her. Paul die. Paul Paul presumably dies off screen because he was also alive at the time. Um, but then she lives and I feel like she, she was the exact same way in that, you know, cause he catches, he catches her, doesn't he? And then she, she's like, wakes up in her bed. Yeah. yeah. He catches her and she wakes up in her bed. I think it's, it's kind of the same. And even in one, even though it was, he was like a eight year old boy or whatever. It just see, regardless of what they intended, it's like the most awkward time that something like that happens like most people don't have that interaction and then he just leaves them it's odd i i mean i i think that there are yeah he 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 did it with alice at least zombie boy version of him he does it with jenny no because that might not have been real that might have just been her dreaming that okay so is did jenny dream the jump through the window scene no so what happened to her? He she hit him with the machete and then she left. No, the jump through the window after that, because then like muffin oh, comes yeah. back and oh, yeah, it's, there's right. like the the relief and then he jumps through the window and that's the end. And she wakes up and and Paul presumably is dead. Yeah, and she gets carted away and that's the end. Uh, yeah. Remember, logic is not the friend of these movies. I I know, <laughs> but to no, me, I, I'm saying, I'm I'm. Looking shitting on myself and, right now. I'm yeah. shitting on myself right now. Looking too. back and thinking about the character of Jason as I've seen in these three movies, to me, he he is he's not intelligent. He is he's not pure evil like uh, like Michael Myers, but uh, he it was just two people stumbled upon each other and they both reacted. And I don't think it, it seem it may seem rapey, but I don't think that that was the intent there. And, and it might not maybe have been. maybe it is. I don't know. And and that's why it's a debate is because it's not clear cut. Um, maybe maybe that's what he did to Ginny. Who knows? The uh, there was the the iconic moment in which he gets his mask mm-hmm. in this, and this it's like such a happy accident. Yeah. Like I really think that like the reason that this was fueled so much is just something as simple as that hockey mask because it could have been so many other random things. Yeah. Like it was a sack. Which was fine, but I don't. It's not nearly as iconic as that right. hockey mask has become. Um, and say what you want, that mask has lived on for a long time. Like it doesn't. It doesn't mean anything when you see that mask, other oh, than yeah. Jason. Yeah, like hockey. Like hockey masks don't even look like that anymore. No, but it's you know when you see it. Yeah, uh, and, it's and not you, even hockey mask anymore. It's a Jason mask. Exactly. Yeah, and you obviously knew the Jason mask before this. Oh yeah. 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 Did you know that he got it not until part three? Uh, no. Yeah. 
I knew he wasn't in one. Yeah. That was about it. Cool. Overall thoughts on three? I think we just kind of did that. Yeah, I, I, I liked it. Uh, let's see. Yeah, Hammond Girl gets killed by Kevin Bacon. Uh, speaking of Game of Thrones, uh, Rick. You said speaking of Game of Thrones, but we weren't speaking about Game of Thrones. We had <laughs> previously, <laughs> so that was my segue. <laughs> Speaking of this thing we Sp- talked about speaking, an hour ago. Speaking of corn dogs. Yeah. Had we talked about corn dogs previously? Now, <laughs> later, an hour from now, I can say speaking of corn dogs. Okay. Uh, Rick goes out like Oberyn Martell. And that was a that was a big setup for not a, a big thing. But uh, if you've seen the scene in Game of Thrones, you totally know what I'm talking about. And it made me sad. Because it reminded me of that. I loved Oberyn. Spoilers. I'm putting a pause in there for everyone to laugh. And uh, they're done. So the end of this movie is like the end of the first movie. In that she ends up in the canoe on the lake. She wakes up. Thinks everything's okay. And then uh, the mom jumps jumps up. and Yeah. Which, Mother Voorhees. With some totally gross wormage going yeah. on like that legitimately was gross having no idea that happened i totally saw that coming because i was like it can't be jason oh he's but, totally dead yeah yeah totally dead <laughs> so i was like she's in the canoe the first two movies had these jump scares at the end mm-hmm. this one has to have one what could it be it's got to be zombie mama that's what it was nailed it yeah it's gross so apparently he'd thrown her head back in the lake so it could fuse back with her body magically. <laughs> but that might not be real. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, Friday the 13th, 2009. So let's go synopsis here because this one's a little different. Uh, Clay Miller is looking for his sister Whitney who has been, unbeknownst to him, taken by Jason uh, and so he's uh, looking around Crystal Lake because that was her last known whereabouts. Uh, he's looking for her, and then more kids get murdered. Yep. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um. So they first thing they do is they give us the first two movies in four minutes. The second one's in there too. Mm-hmm. Because you get Baghead. Oh, yeah. And then you get... Well, you, yeah, because you... Yeah, okay. So you get the first two movies in like the first four minutes, which right. I thought was very concise, and that's the way to do it, because they didn't need it to be yeah. three movies it, again to it get start, to the It mask. starts with the, with the end of the first movie with new actors and everything. Yes. Just yep. playing out that scene. Yep. So they replay that, um, which I thought was really well done. Um, you, They start with... Uh, uh, what I think it, it had me totally the first time I saw it. It's what, 15 minutes in maybe before the title card comes up? Uh, 23 minutes in. 23 minutes in and the title card comes up. That was awesome in that, especially watching it the first time, I'm watching it, I'm like, all right, they're diving right in. This is cool. We're not getting trying to deal with setting up all these people because you don't give a shit. You just want to see how he's going to kill them. And then like you're watching, I'm like, holy shit, they're killing them off awfully quick. There's only like two left. Oh, there's nobody left. And then the title card come up 
and I realize what they did to us. I think that ending, beginning. Which is the opposite of an ending. <laughs> you said exactly the wrong word there. <laughs> Continue. Uh, is super effective. So what I'm referencing here is they set up a group of people and they kill them off in 23 minutes and then the movie starts. And I think that's really cool because it's like an entire movie that they just put at the beginning because you know you're expecting, you're already picking out who's going to be the person that lives and things like that. Super clever. I hated it. The first I 23 minutes? the beginning. Why? Because I don't give a shit about any of these characters and then they're going doing character stuff and I'm like, oh, I guess eventually I will care about these characters. Oh, look, you found weed, blah, 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 blah. And then everybody dies, and then the movie starts, and now it's like the MacGuffin is one of these characters who's just had four seconds on screen, and that's all she is. And, like, she's the one, like, like spoiler alert, she's the one that lives. Like, she is the Alice, Jenny, Chris of this movie. Yes. And she has no character development whatsoever. I'm not disagreeing with that part of it. Here, I hated here, it. Here's what I'm saying. When I watched it for the first time. As I did and described to you. No, I've, but at the 23 that. minute mark, I was like, that was fucking awesome. And I still think that concept is awesome. Had they even killed her? If they were completely unrelated. All that is is a random group of people that got killed by Jason. That's totally pulling the rug out of the audience. And that's, that's awesome. I, I, I can get the the... Uh, the want or the need to me it's like M. Night Shyamalan right it's sacrificing the movie for shock value it is you just spent a third of your movie on not your movie you just spent a third of your movie on someone else's movie I disagree when you're when you're coming into a Friday the 13th remake why are people walking in they know who Jason is they know his backstory they're walking in to see him kill people to see boobs and to see the creative ways that he's going to kill people. That's the whole point that this movie exists. People were walking in knowing that and they gave them that immediately. They didn't set it up and do like, I'm not a big, uh, uh, action or superhero movie guy. Mm -hmm. But part of the reason is, is like, it seems like they just constantly keep doing the origin story for these movies over and over. They bypass that here, gave it to you in four minutes and then are giving you an entire movie in 23 minutes. All the of all, the only thing that you care about is seeing a girl get hung above a fire in a sleeping bag. Who is like supposed to be like a 19-year-old girl who is obviously like a 40-year-old woman with 40-year-old fake gross fake boobs. I thought her tits were nice. They were like the fakest thing in the world. They're fake, yeah. Ugh. I thought they were still nice. No. Go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, I I hated it. To me, like, that is what's wrong with cinema today. Like, it is about moments on screen instead of movies. Like, the film. Uh, that's You just used the word cinema and film to talk about this. That's not what, the, like, this is literally kids getting killed in the, in the woods. Like, that's... Who cares? Like, I... I'm me, and I'm not going to like this movie because you wasted 23 minutes on not character development. So I don't give a shit about anyone in this movie. You know who I give a shit about in this movie? Clay Miller. Why? Because he's Jared Padalecki from Gilmore Girls, and that's the only reason I care about him. 
didn't even see it coming. He's Dean from Gilmore Girls. That is the only reason I care about him I at all. I myself for not seeing it coming. Oh, it's my own fault. <laughs> I don't even know the show. I didn't. Oh. <laughs> That's the only reason I care about any character in this movie. <laughs> God damn it. I was waiting for the real reason because I was like, that was a terrible character. Why would you give a shit about him? And then you had to pull the Gilmore Girls card. Good job. You got me there. I didn't see it coming. He's also Sam in Supernatural, so that's where I really know him from. It was a good Gilmore Girls. Good for you. I didn't see it coming at all. Um, One of my notes here I have is beating off to magazine. What does that mean? (laughs) The, uh, The token black guy. Oh, I remember. What's the weirdest magazine you've ever beat off to? Magazine? I mean, My- I've done the series catalog sweater boobs when I was younger. Yeah. I had a subscription to, I don't think I had a subscription, but Country Weekly. <laughs> that that was sounds like, like a thing that would that exist was, here. That was like my go-to, like, <laughs> yeah, like. Was it at least like Cowgirls like, in Tight Jeans? No, and- no, no. It was like Reba McIntyre and like <laughs> Shania Twain. Like, it was like Country Music Weekly, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, it's a lot of Reba McIntyre and Loretta Lynn. <laughs> uh, I'm glad I remembered what that meant. I'm glad I remembered what that note meant. <laughs> glad I could put that out in the world. <laughs> yeah. So this movie starts off with, in association with Michael Bay. And I went, <laughs> but then it said Jared Padalecki and I went, yay. <laughs> so opening credits. That was that was that was a loss and a win. So I call that even. Um. Why? So they show multiple times at the camp. So it's Camp Crystal Lake mm-hmm. is where they are, and they see Jason's bedroom, in which he has this name Jason engraved in his bed. Yeah. Why would he have that at summer camp? Did he bring his bed to summer camp? Did he get really into woodworking after <laughs> his mom died and he engraved that for himself? I can't answer that for you. What I can answer for you is they, it's the couple is going there they see the bed and this is Jason and then they immediately cut to the other couple fucking. But my face blindness was like, wait, are they just fucking in Jason's childhood <laughs> bed? Because that's kind of awesome. But no, it was the other two fucking in the tent. Uh, but I, in my brain, I wanted them to fuck on that bed. Like, yeah, fuck you, Jason. <laughs> I'm, I'm actively destroying your childhood right now. Uh, the, uh, I don't like douchebag characters in films that are douchebags for no reason. Yeah. Like Travis Van Winkle in this movie has no reason to be a douchebag. I can't believe you remembered his name. Uh, All my notes just say douche or douche nozzle. <laughs> but he has no reason to be a, that big of a douche. No, like, like he, he's got a girlfriend and he seems like an all right guy. And then as the movie goes on, he gets progressively douchier and douchier to the point like halfway through the film. It's he like, so this dude who they see uh, trying to find his lost sister at a market like shows up at their door and his girlfriend offers him to come in and have a beer and he's just like actively hostile and is like get out of my home like to me the douchiness hadn't 
the character of see that's why you need more character development. The douche hadn't been established that much to go that high at that point. What are you talking about? They'd already he'd already been a douche to him at the market. Like he was in line trying to talk to him about hanging up a flyer for his missing sister, and then he was like, "You gonna stand here all day, or can we buy our stuff?" Yeah, but that's like that's like a little bit of douche. It's like, okay, this guy's a douche. Let me remember that. But that goes. That's like zero to sixty douche. I don't know. I don't know. I one douchebag's the same as another. Uh, so the first death in this movie is like the know-it-all who finds some weed Mm -hmm. and then gets killed by a dude in like a crude mask. I was really hoping that it like, it was just the weed farmer who killed him. I was really hoping it wasn't Jason. Oh, that'd be even cleverer. Right. So like, uh, there's like, uh, we were at, in Petaluma, like 40 miles north of San Francisco. You go up a little more, you get into weed territory and don't you don't walk in the woods because there's booby traps and there's dudes with AK-47s all around, like growing weed in the woods. So that's what I was hoping it was. I was hoping like these kids were going to get killed by a weed farmer and then someone would show up and be like, oh shit, Jason killed some kids or something. I'm going to start slurring because I just finished my Smirnoff ice. <laughs> Your Smirnoff ice? Things are about to get crazy. Woo! Um, yeah, I actually like that idea. We should go back to 2009 and give that to Michael Bay. Yeah, totally. Because um, I'm sure he had so much to do with this movie. Um, I will say to the director, this guy knows how to light. Like, the light in this in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like his shots, his shots are, maybe, um, but are just staged awesome. Like when Jason finally gets his masks, masks again, did it a second time. Yep. Um, There's that slur. Just the, <laughs> just the way everything's lit and everything is really fantastic. And that's like the unmotivated light that happens all throughout Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like the guy is a guy that Michael Bay would hire. Like you can look at it yeah. and be like, yeah, Michael Gay would. Michael Gay? <laughs> I was joking when I said the Smirnoff Ice would have that effect on me. Uh, so I, I love I that know, I, I said that. That I froze too. <laughs> I was like, I, I can't. I, There's no coming back from that. I'm done talking. I just stopped horrified instead of trying to keep going. Like nothing happened. Uh, to, I don't know. To me, that's like the modern film equipment and filmmaking is better. And because it's because these are blockbusters. I don't know, this movie this movie looked like a modern horror movie to me. Like it you can praise the lighting all you want. It still seemed it still seemed like one of those movies to me. It was lit like one of those movies with high contrast areas, dingy and well lit areas so that people can come in and out. I feel like the tricks of the trade are well established by this point and because there's so much money in all these movies, so much money is thrown at them. Mm-hmm. That these big budget horror movies just they hit, they all have the same look to me. So so here's at least the ones that I, that I've seen. Yeah. So here's the thing that I would say that I was going to bring up later, but now's the best time. So this was made in 2009. It made a shitload of money, right? Regardless of whether I you not, I know. whether regardless of whether you've liked it or not. Mm-hmm. Why in the hell haven't we seen another one in eight years? 
I like, didn't know there wasn't one. There wasn't. There's not. In eight years. So they, this is the last one? Yeah. Okay. They they keep saying they're going to have another one, and then they pull back on it. Then they keep saying they're going to have another one. Then they pull back on it. Like, there was going to be a found footage version for the longest time. And, like, the fans reacted and said that that's a terrible idea. So they stopped pushing forward with that. Just within the last few months, they were going as far as they had announced who was directing it. They announced the release date was, like, October of... Friday the 13th of 2017, like they were going to have a super short production time and everything. They were casting and then they pulled out. They announced that they were going to do a TV show. Then that might still be happening. But here's the thing. They're overthinking this to death. Like you've only seen three of the originals. All they need to do is instead of they've probably spent 10 million, $20 million just in production right now starting and stopping all these things yeah they could have made five or ten of these by now by just taking it and giving it to an indie film or somebody that's done indie movies uh, giving two or three million dollars and just letting them do their thing and they're going to make their money but that's what i'm saying that's what is so fucked up they'd rather waste 20 million dollars and not do a thing so that they can eventually possibly make a $250 million thing that'll bring in $350 million, $450 million, or not $250 million thing, a $50 million thing that'll bring in $250 million. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Rather, because that's 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 how the money works in Hollywood now. And that's what I'm saying is so fucked up about it. Like, they, they are overthinking it to death. But a, a $2 million budget that brings in $10 million is nothing to them. The... Like, the paranormal activities of the world don't exist. Like, there are they do exist, but they're so few and far between. And even that, like, once Hollywood got their hands around it, they just made it bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah, but but that's what is changing now. Like with Blumhouse with Get Out, right? So that's the production company that's changing all of that stuff. Yeah. Is they are making those, and some of them are getting wider releases, some of them aren't. And you know what? Get Out was made for five million bucks. And it grossed $150 million just in the box office. Yeah. So it's probably at $200 million by now. Right. Um, Here's the problem with that, I think. And this is going to go on to more stuff. But the problem is... I hope it's perfect nipple placement. The problem is China's entering the market, right? Mm -hmm. And so I feel like... So you had the 40s and 50s where it was very studio-run and everything and then in the 60s and 70s like oliver flopped and all these things that made all this money flop started flopping and audiences demanded more and so filmmakers started getting more control and so that was like the 60s and 70s until you get to like the steven spielberg era where with the jaws and et and all that steven spielberg basically invented the blockbuster and so that went on through the 90s and then into the 2000s and it was starting to change i feel a little bit but then transformers came along and made billions of dollars and so it's it the era extended longer than it probably should have and i felt like we were kind of at the end of that right but then marvel even like Marvel is, it's Marvel can do it, but others can't. Like DC is trying, and they're making money, but they're being critically panned. Mm-hmm. Marvel makes billions of dollars while making movies that critics like. DC is making 
a billion dollars. But the reason they're doing it is because of China. So with China now, you can make a movie for $250 million that only makes like $170 million here. And so you think that's a flop. But then it goes over to China and makes five, six, seven hundred million. And so you've made, you know, you've gotten a billion dollar movie out of something that wasn't, didn't do spectacularly well in the U.S. And so I think that that is like Transformers going to add on to the tale of this blockbuster era that I wish would have died five years ago, mm-hmm. ten years ago. Uh, but, but I'm not disagreeing with anything. I think it's you're dying saying. a much slower death than it should have. But here, I'm not disagreeing with anything you're saying. Mm-hmm. Here's the problem, though. These will never be the blockbuster thing that they used to be. Like they need to realize that. That. But that's that's what modern horror is. It's yes, you have yeah. Get out is hopefully will change that for for the better. But it's these franchises cashing in on these old franchises. And throwing a hundred million dollars at them so that they can make a couple hundred million dollars. Well, it all comes down to IP. Like it's that intellectual property that they want, so yeah. that they don't have to advertise for it. Um, regardless, and to me, they all look the same, which may or may not be true. Regardless, I still think the point, like they, they, regardless of why they're doing it, I think that they need to stop overthinking it, and they will make their money back. If they would take that twenty million dollars and invest it in twenty different movies, they'd still make the hundred million. Maybe. So that's. I mean, that's, they only need one. Yeah, they they only need one or two of those to hit. Yeah, that that's my thought. Is that we could have one a year and they would make their money back still. But also, flops are good for taxes. They're big red offs, which can be too many flops is bad for business. Yeah. But a flop now and then is is good for the write offs. Yeah. So we talked about the weed farmer. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that would have been a better idea. Another thing that I think would have been a much better idea is Jason kills the blonde Bree. Is that the one with purple perfect nipple placement? Yes. Okay. St- with stupendous tits. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are quotes, by the way, from the movie. Yeah. <laughs> just so <laughs> we're not giant pervs. We're just giant people who kind of are perverted. Totally different thing. Uh. So Jason kills her and like hangs her in the bathroom on the deer hooks, mm-hmm. their deer antlers. And then she falls and douchebag shoots her. It would have been way cooler if douchebag had killed her. Oh, for sure. Like act like she's in the bathroom hiding. She slips and falls or makes a sound and then he fires bullets randomly yeah. and kills her. Like there were, I feel like there were so many things. There were so many ideas that this movie either got close to or didn't execute upon like one that i go ahead go ahead no you go ahead one that i love is the girl gets shot uh or no she gets hit by the bow after the guy gets shot through the eye with the arrow yeah then she's hiding under the pier and he stabs through the pier into the top of her head and then lifts her up boob shot so you get a boob shot of the now dead body Mm -hmm. and her head hits the top of the of the pier so that he can pull it out that was awesome yeah (laughs) i to me it was just here's an excuse for more boobs but 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 like that thump like as it was pulling out that was awesome visceral yeah uh so 
I appreciated. Is this racist? I appreciated that there was an Asian in this film because there aren't a lot of Asian people in in movies anymore, or anymore. At I all. think. I think more than anything, I appreciated the fact that he didn't need to be Asian. Yeah, it's not like he was a karate master, right? Or he was cooking he rice. He was just a nerd. He was just a nerd who happened to be Asian. Yeah, like that's what I love. Right. So he goes off and and gets killed, uh, and his friend, who I will call a token black guy, because. Not only was he the token black guy, but he acted the token black guy part. Oh, yeah. Uh, he grabs a walk and holds it over his his arm like a shield. Yes. And I went, that's going to block a machete, and it's going to be cool. And the moment he sees Jason, he drops it. And I was like, <laughs> fuck! Like, that's something so cool that I've never seen in a movie I, before. I, I'm glad and, you said you and liked they, it, because I really they, liked it, it didn't and I was going to... Frustrating. <laughs> it's it, it's like cinematic blue balls. Uh, the uh, I of all the Jasons, this is my favorite Jason. Really, the physicality and everything that he gives. Oh, not your favorite movie. This is your favorite Jason. Yes, this is my favorite Jason. Gotcha. He's my favorite Jason. Um, just his physicality, the way that he moves, like he's a physically intimidating presence because. Mm-hmm. One is it? It isn't anybody. No. Two, and three. It's kind of like chubbier dudes that are probably in their forties when they're when they're doing Two it. Two is real bad. Like they wrestle around, and it's like that's that's not what Jason is. But then my head's like, well, they don't know what Jason is. Exactly. Yet. They, they but don't it's know. like he's just wrestling around on the ground with this scrawny guy, and like kind of losing the fight. Yeah. But by now they know who he is, and this is my favorite Jason. Yeah. I think I think I liked three. Like I said, I haven't seen. Yeah. How many are there before the remake? Twelve. Well, no. So they're eleven before the remake. Correct. I know in ten he winds up in space. Yes. Which I can't wait for. That seems real dumb. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I I mean I would agree he was the best Jason of the four that I saw. Uh, though I like three. Kind you know. Yeah. Classic, iconic. Overall thoughts, Friday Thirteenth, two thousand nine. Uh, yeah. I mean it was it was a modern horror movie. Yeah. So uh, like I said, I really did not like the beginning. I feel like they sacrificed the movie for cool moments. And by the end, like, so they, they kill Jason, which he gets hanged in this movie and in three. Uh, they, they kill Jason, and then they don't call the cops or anything. They just dump his body in the river. And apparently Jason put the mask back on before he jumped through the pier. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, need this. <laughs> Getting up there. Uh, but yeah, it, 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 it was exactly what I expect when you say they made a Friday the 13th movie in 2009. Yeah. And uh, that's a little disappointing. I, uh, so I can, I can enjoy this movie. I don't think it's a good movie necessarily, yeah. but I can enjoy it the same reason that you dislike it. But I think you probably, is like those moments are what make it enjoyable and bearable for me. I'm what the, the concept of. Jason holding the girl downstairs because it looks like her, his mom, in like the most obvious. Well, yeah, it's because she had the locket. Yeah, but but in the most obvious setup, like, oh, it kind of looks like you. Yeah. The plot of this is not good. I don't enjoy it. Yeah. But watching my favorite Jason kill people 
and those little things that's why i enjoy it, are those little moments it, it was fun if frustrating yeah um before we move on to next week oh wait first justin yeah 2009 or one two and three what do you prefer uh i really liked three because i think shelly was not only the most bearable of the jokesters and all of them but was actually maybe my favorite character in all of them oh for sure so well what about boobs mcgee boobs mcgee was pretty good <laughs> she you know, was she kept ex- she kept looking for muffin <laughs> And I kept looking for her muffin. Uh, That's one or three. I'm. Do I? Yeah. Well, I was just trying to say. I think original or remake is where I was going with that. One, two, and three, or oh, the remake for sure. For sure, not the remake. Yeah, it's the original. Yeah, I agree. And I would, if I'm if I'm calling one of the four, I probably go with one with a slight a slight edge over three. Okay. Uh, I would agree. The originals. For sure. Uh, two is my favorite from what we've watched so far. Cool. Um, before we get into next week, real mm-hmm. quick. Uh, so the highlight when I was gone with you is that, and this was kind of heartbreaking that you were in California at this time, mm-hmm. um, but uh, a cinema a couple hours away was doing a double bill of Maniac Cop and Maniac Cop 2. Oh, yeah. Which uh, the director, William Lustig, was there. So... It's like I was there. I was like, the whole time I'm driving there, Josh went with me. Okay. Josh from the podcast. From episode 13. Episode 13. Also a summer camp episode. (laughs) Episode 13 about summer camp movies. (laughs) Uh, And he told me about how happy he is that he's known as the Fist of Fury Josh and not Micropenis Josh. (laughs) So that has to change because he is... (laughs) <laughs> that he is officially micro penis Josh, not Fist of Fury Josh. <laughs> okay, sure. Okay, I um, agree. But I was super nervous, like, because you you know my my love for Maniac Cop, right? And I was like, yeah, it's it's well documented on this podcast. I was like, God damn it! Like, I'm gonna go there. I'm gonna see this on the big screen. William Lustig's gonna be there. These movies are shit. I know that they're shit. Why am I doing this? I've wasted all this money planning tattoos of Maniac Cop. God damn it. And like I'm watching them and I'm kind of starting to try to tear it apart in my head. And I like just like sat back and I just reveled in it. And I was like, I fucking love these movies so much. Like, and William Lustig did a and a Like beforehand, he like did an intro to it. Mm-hmm. And like you could win prizes or whatever. And uh, they were like, all right, for this prize, uh, it's two passes to whatever show you want at the cinema or whatever. And I'm like, God, yeah, I don't want these. Yes, you're, the, you're a long drive away. And, and William Lustig is going to ask the question himself, right? And uh, so I'm like, I don't even want to win because I can't win them. And he asked the question and I just couldn't. He's like, all right, everybody raise your hand if you think you got it. And he asked the question and I just blurted it out. <laughs> 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 They're like, all right, I guess he gets it. So they came and get and I I just gave them to the guy next to me because I don't want the, yeah. the passes or anything. Um, yeah, but then I got a chance to to meet Lustig. He signed his entire filmography that I had for him, and uh, that's awesome. It was pretty awesome, man. Like sucks that you were in, in California. Yeah, um, it was so terrible there. Ugh. No, no, I meant like I know 
a double bill show where we could have done that, it would yeah. have been cool. But it, it's it's not the way it worked out, and we'll, it we'll we would have made for a cool later. episode. But. Yeah, no, it was uh, it was very cool. Next week, Justin. Mm-hmm. Uh, All right. <laughs> well, that's not both, just one. Okay. Uh, so we have a cityscape. Uh, it appears to be New York. Uh, they're turned over taxis and a giant alligator coming out from underneath the ground in alligator. Uh, I feel like I know something about this movie and I have no idea what it is. Uh, those of you that are listening, uh, the Blu-ray and doesn't exist in the u.s and the yeah, this is the blu-ray and there's it's in like swedish or something in the back <laughs> on the back so i had to import it to get to get a copy of this From, is it sweden is it Swedish? i think it's german those words look more swedish to me but there's die so uh might be rough for you guys to find this but we're watching it anyway sorry uh the blu-rays out of print or the DVDs out baby of alligator <laughs> Spoilers. The first line. Spoilers. Ein baby alligator der aus. Oh, that's a long word. <laughs> All right, Justin. Gebürstlich <laughs> Spoilers. What are we going to see in alligator, Justin? I think we're going to see a giant alligator wreck some shit. <laughs> and I couldn't be more excited. All right, let me look at the back. Are these spread out from both films, I'm assuming? Because this, this Blu-ray has one and two. Uh... Oh, that looks real bad. I'm excited. Yeah, there's a man. It looks like he's getting eaten by a an alligator. Oh, is it the tail wrapped around him or something? So do you think that the movie is going to live up to that cover where he's <laughs> busting through the entire city? He, this this scene has to happen, right? That's what the cover of a, of a movie means? Yeah, of course. Yeah, this, this, is, this is actually like, what happens. The alligator busts through the, the pavement, and it looks really nice. I can, look, look, at this, look at this alligator. It's well detailed. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it looks very much like it is a living creature. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm well aware this is going to be an odd pairing. Okay. This is questionably a horror movie. I'm really just trying to shoehorn it in. <laughs> so. so this is just like uh, something you really want to see? Yeah. Like, mm, yeah, what do I want to watch tonight? <laughs> well, like I watched it and I was like, I got to talk to somebody about this movie. Oh, then the first name on both movies is the same. There's your tie. <laughs> That's my tie. There's your tie. <laughs> it's got the same lead. There's only one way to stop them. Vigilante. You're not safe anymore. This art is kind of bad. I like that their faces look real bad. And like, like whoever drew this is good at drawing bodies, but they're real bad at faces. <laughs> like uh, comic book nerds out there, like no Rob Liefeld. He's real good at drawing like real muscly bodies, but he's real terrible at feet. So in every scene, he just like hides their feet. <laughs> this guy should have hid their faces. <laughs> Is this a warrior's ripoff? Well, you didn't say what you're looking at. You just said they're people with faces. I said, well, it's vigilante. Uh, so it is in a an eclectic urban mix, uh, wielded, uh, headed by a white man in a beret. So you know he's he's down with the ethnic ethnic people because he's got a vest on. Uh, 
It looks like a Native American has some sort of crudely made spear. There is a mohawk guy. Oh, that's that's a triple mohawk. Mr. T is in the background. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, a not very sexy like 70s woman up front, but it could just be her poorly drawn face. <laughs> Who's got a chain? Uh, some sort of giant wrestlers in the background. And uh, Juan Gomez. Gomez. No. That's not his name. What is his name? Uh, that was going to be a good joke if I if I nailed the reference. All right. What are we going to see in this movie, Justin? I'm going to guess that this is exactly a Warriors ripoff. So... We're going to see gangs fighting other gangs and <laughs> gangs fighting other gangs to take control of the city that they live in, which is kind of shitty, but it's their home. All right. So next week, Alligator and Vigilante. Alligator Vigilante. and Vigilante. Got anything else for us, Justin? Corn dogs. <laughs>